Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, Fit Pro Podcast listeners. Hey, I want to thank you guys for showing up to the show. Today, I have the luxury of interviewing Kevin Stimson. Kevin is a serial entrepreneur. He's an author, a sought-after international speaker, and a branding expert. I had the great luxury of hearing Kevin speak uh, this last weekend at Internet Traffic Live, one of Vince Reed's uh, events, and he is amazing. And uh, the value that he's going to bring you guys right now to identify yourself as a top brand in your area and also just to brand yourself as a professional and the go-to expert is going to be amazing. So I want to welcome Kevin to the show. Andy, thanks so much, brother. I'm absolutely honored to be here. Thanks so much. Now, Kevin, as a fitness business owner, you know, there's a lot of competition these days. Like 12 years ago when I opened up, there was like three of us in my small town. Now there's one of us small boutiques on every corner. What are some of the steps I can take as a fitness business owner to identify myself, my brand as a go-to business in my area? Yeah. So I would kind of look at it as like how, like, instead of being the go-to, I would look at it as how can I stand out and how can mm-hmm. I be different? So certain some, some of the things that you can think about and look at is the overall aesthetic and the look and feel. Mm-hmm. And so you think about your big gyms out there, like 24 hour fitness, um, Give me some 24-hour fitness, LA fitness. LA fitness. Yeah, yeah. So, Equinox. Mm-hmm. So gyms like that, they're pretty much mainstream franchise gyms. But if you look at it, it's like, hey, how can I add personality? How can I add swagger to, to my gym? How can I create a culture? How can I create a family? Like, you know, having the, the best and most knowledgeable staff members, having like a super creative vibe and feel. So maybe you have like your, your core values and your belief systems on the walls at the gym. Um, Maybe you're creating amazing experiences where, you know, there's, um, I don't know, lounge, like a a lounge area for your people to actually hang out at. Maybe they can actually, there's upsells that you can have there where maybe they can get a massage. Maybe they can, um, you know, buy certain foods and snacks and drinks and things like that. So it kind of just goes against the grain of like, hey, what is everybody else doing? Mm -hmm. And what can I do a little bit differently? And how can you kind of make it to like create a customer experience where it is 100% unique to you guys. And that's what essentially is going to make you, you right. And that's going to actually attract people to you. And then the other thing I'd suggest too, is just like, if think about the, the, the gyms out there, cause most probably don't do this, but what if you said, Hey, I'm actually going to niche it down a step further. What if I was the go-to gym for anyone who actually just, if you want to lose weight, you're going to want to come here. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you want to gain muscle, if you're tired of looking skinny and you want to like get big, this is the go-to gym that you're going to want to go to. Hey, if you want to be an absolute beast and learn calisthenics, this is the go-to gym that you're going to want to go to. So what a lot of people do is they try to box all these different areas of fitness under one roof, mm. but if you got rid of all that other stuff and focus on that one thing, game over. 
Right. So really niche down to your target market that you want to go after and then just attract them, like go after them with all of your marketing pieces, your, your, what your brand stands for. And, um, that's going to increase, you know, who you attract, right? Right. Like imagine if there was a, a, a gym out there for, um, you know, busy moms. And so obviously the look, the vibe, the feel, everything would be catered to that mom. I don't know, but I've never seen a gym out there where it's just like, hey, this is the go-to gym. If you're a mom and you're between 25 and 40 or whatever, and your kids are between, I don't know, um, infant to, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, this is where you're going to want to go. Right. Right. There's, there's none of that that I've seen out there. So those are like unique opportunities that you can tap into. There's moms all over the place. Right. But when they know that, hey, there's a spot right here for me, I'm in this area, I'm in this space. Now that's how you kind of dominate a market that's Mm -hmm. already crushing it. Right. And once you get them in the door and you identify all your culture and you show them the difference that you have, it's going to make a lot easier for you to build your referral business um, based off of that experience that you're providing from them for them. Absolutely. Like at the end of the day, it's not all about the money. Like a lot of people, a lot of business owners specifically, they don't really value their customers as people. They value them as just another number. Mm. Right. And so the more like imagine if more of these business owners knew everything about their customers, they knew their names, they knew their family members, they knew how, um, you know, how old their kids were and things like that. They'll be more relatable. And so it'll feel like a family. So why wouldn't they want to actually reach out to their family, their friends, their colleagues, et cetera, and be like, hey, like, if you're in this certain space, if you want to get healthy, if you want to get fit, if you want to work out in this certain type of environment, this is what it's done for me. I'd love for you to like, go through the same experience that I've gone through. You don't even have to at that point. Um, you don't even have to ask your customer base for the referrals. They're just going to feel like they're doing their family and friends a disservice by not saying, hey, you're going to want to go to this place because they care so much about me. Right. So like, say I have, I'm a business owner. I've been in business for a long time, you know, say 12 years. Sometimes us as business owners get stuck in a specific way of doing business or just stuck in an old fashioned marketing. What are some of the ways that we can look to broaden our horizons in regards to uh, marketing ourselves and branding ourselves that we're not stuck in this, you know, 12 years ago, we're brought to the present. Right. Absolutely. So the first thing is just like switching that mindset shift, right? So a lot of entrepreneurs, they do not like change. Yeah. And so if you want to end up like another blockbuster, if you want to end up like another Kodak, cool. Mm-hmm embrace it say hey i'm gonna stick to the old way of doing things but if you see people are actually innovating then you already acknowledge like all right i gotta actually start doing things a little bit differently so the first thing i would say is like get in tune with social media yeah that right there especially from an instagram perspective a youtube perspective because it's more like visual that right there can be your game changer i also think for the actual gym owners they themselves need to come out as the personal brands, as the personalities of their brands. Now more than ever before are people actually associating with actual people. So people aren't saying like, oh man, I just love Apple and their products. They're saying, man, I love Steve Jobs. People don't just want to test up because it's a Tesla, because it's just a badass car. They're saying, man, I love Elon Musk, right? And Richard Branson and Virgin. 
And so that's what it really comes down to. I don't feel like a lot of business owners are actually stepping out into the forefront and representing their brands the way that they should be. Right. Ultimately, it's the business owner's responsibility to go from being unknown to known, not standing behind maybe a logo or what have you, but actually getting their face out there, letting their community know what they do and the service it is that they provide. Absolutely. And then from there, too, like you start to build on the, the purpose of why you did what you did, like why you started this gym in the first place, like yeah. creating that brand story. And that's what people are actually going to buy into. And they're like, right. oh, man, like, this person had X amount of kids and, you know, they ended up quitting their day job and going all in because they realized that, you know, they only have one life and, you know, they want to be around for their kids in the future. So they said, you know what, I'd rather you know, create this thing that's going to change lives than just me care about myself, make a lot of money, become overweight, become unhealthy, not be there to show up for my family. There's a lot of people who would possibly resonate with that story. And just because of that, they say, hey, I'm in. Right. And I think that's one of the big things I took away from just this last weekend was really telling your story and being authentic and that that's really important to your audience to share, share your weaknesses, share your faults. Um, a lot of personal training business owners or personal trainers in general want to show this image social, on social media that they're perfect or that they don't you know, have that burger or, or pizza or whatever it is when that's just in actuality, it's just not true. So right. you think it's important for the business owner to really show who they are, not only in the gym and working out with clients, but also in their, own, in their personal life? Like, for instance, Dana and Rob Bailey. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already know who they are, right? And so I would love to go to their gym. If I'm somewhere around, I'd love to go to their gym. Not because they're just, like, badasses overall, but because their personality kind of wears off on you. Like, man, I'd love to meet them in person. I think about someone like um, um, Bradley Martin, who's a big uh, social media influencer who's into fitness and he does like all the crazy stuff like squatting girls and all this crazy stuff. Well, hey, he opened up his gym. He shows 100% him. I'm sure that when I go into that gym, I'm going to have like, I'm going to experience a representation of him too. C.T. Fletcher, his gym. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So these people, they're, they, they're not scared to show up as them. They're not scared to show off um, like, their, their lifestyle and even, you know, be willing to turn people off. Let's right. bring up CT Fletcher real quick. The dude said his signature is, is, is your motherfucking set. It's still your motherfucking set. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. You think people out there are like, oh man, like I can never drop an F-bomb. You, of course, there's 99% of people will be scared to do that. Right. But there's that, that small group of people who are just like, they eat, sleep and drink everything that man says. Right. And they're like, you know what? I don't care how crazy and off the wall this guy is, like, that's my guy. And I'm going to support him 100%, right? And now, you know, he's going through some challenges. He's having, like, um, you know, a heart transplant or something like that. And he has his Patreon thing set up where, you know, people are paying him every single month so that he can actually empower and inspire people along this journey, what he's right. doing. If he was just, like, another, you know, black and white um, cookie cutter gym owner who was scared to show up 100% as themselves, he probably wouldn't be getting nearly as the amount of love as he's getting right now. Right. And if you're ultimately, if you're not, you know, repelling certain people or people aren't hating on you online, then you're really not getting yourself out there enough and putting yeah. yourself in the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, I literally put up a post like three days ago that said, um, if you aren't like pissing anything off. Like, if you're not pissing anybody off or 
if you don't have enough haters, like you're not doing it right. Yeah. You're not making enough impact because the moment, like for instance, two for the last two years up until recently, I was biting my tongue. Like, oh, I don't want, I'm scared of what people are going to think. I'm scared of what people are going to say. Like, oh, should I really say this? And like, I'll, sometimes I'll write something, then I'll delete it and just not say anything. And now I'm just like, fuck that. I'm going to show up as me. I'm going to create these videos. I'm going to come straight from the heart. Right. I'm just going to share my message. And I'm getting more shares than I've ever had before. I'm getting more engagement than ever before. And people are messaging me the whole night. But I'm also getting those people, too, who are just like, you know, sharing their, their viewpoint. I'm just like, hey, man, here, here's what's cool about social media. There are two options. There's one a option to hide my post. So that, you know, maybe you need a break from Kevin Stimson for 30 days. You can actually do that, right? So that's option one. Or option two, there's a button called unfriend, and you can do that too. But don't try to hold me back from being me and sharing my message in the world if I know that it's changing people's lives. And then I also said, hey, if you really want to know how much of an impact I'm making, I can actually, like, take a screenshot and share with you and send you the impact that I'm making too so that you can see, like, it's not about just what you think but it's about what I'm doing for everybody else. Right. And I think too, it's important for people to understand business owners that you're showing up as your true authentic self. You're not trying to be somebody that you're not. And ultimately for the longevity of your business, if you're trying holding up this front or faking it, you're not going to make it. Like you have to be yourself in order to grow and prosper. 100% Andy. That's it, man. So now if I'm a fitness business owner and I'm coming to you, I'm like, Hey, Kevin, like I have no clue on where to get started with this branding. Like you as a, you know, the business owners strive and grind, like what are the steps you would walk me through um, starting with your business and getting me from where I am now to like being this ultimate brand that people identify with and want to come to. Awesome. So the first thing is like the brand strategy, right? So a lot of people go straight in and say, Oh man, I have an idea. I want to start a gym. Well, guess what? There's a gazillion other gyms out there. Yep. Great. I'm going to get a logo. Awesome. And then I'm going to get some gym equipment. I'm going to get a space. There's some gym equipment. Awesome. Now I've got a gym. <laughs> but did you really think about, hey, where do you want to be in the next two to five years from now? Did you really think about how you want to actually be perceived? Did you think about, do you want to be the low end or did you want to be the higher end? Did you also think that, hey, what type of customer experiences do I want to offer to actually separate myself from everybody else? Did you also think like, hey, what type of strategic partnerships and collaborations can I make? Um, in order for me to get more business and like people to actually walk through the door, right? So a lot of people don't think about this stuff yeah. right off the bat. Hey, do you have a core brand message that you really want to get out there? Do you have core values that you believe in that you want each and every single one of your customers to believe in as well, but also your team members to believe in? Right. So there's a brand strategy part, right? And so that's the, that's the first thing. So really getting clear on those underlying foundations that make up any business. And then from there, it's like, all right, who is it that I actually want to attract? And so once you figure out who it is that you actually want to um, attract, then you say, all right, what type of identity can I create to attract those type of people? Sometimes it's not about what you like, yeah. but it's about, this is the mistake that a lot of people make. They try to create things around what they like versus what their people that they actually want to attract likes. And so you want to be able to build and create that perception from your logos, your products and services, um, the, the, the vibe, the music that's playing in the gym, the experiences that people are having, your team members and how knowledgeable they are. All of that stuff then comes in on the back end of that. 
And then once you create this ecosystem and this atmosphere, you have this aha moment like, all right, cool. I know what I need to do. Like, all right, now I'm executing on it, putting together the right team members to get it done. Now, from a marketing standpoint, how strategic and what are the things that you can do to actually get your stuff out there? So maybe you're saying, all right, I need to focus on Instagram. I need to focus on YouTube. I want to educate people and teach them things and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, obviously there's a big slew of things that you can do, yeah. but that right there like, is the initial steps like right off the bat that I would uh, suggest and advise anyone to do like straight up front. Right. And um, right now I know for myself what I'm doing in my business and I, I've gotten a lot of chatter in the last week since I left the conference is I'm doing these quick 60 second videos um, that I'm posting in multiple locations. And um, can you talk about what the impact of a quick 60 second video on, you know, helping somebody out with the problem um, can impact as far as like marketing and getting more chatter on online? Yeah, absolutely. So I think at the end of the day, um, there's a lot of people out there who are scared to post anything over 60 seconds, right? They're like, oh, or they're saying, hey, maybe 60 seconds is, is too short or whatever like that. Maybe I need to create one video that's like 30 minutes long. Why would I create 31 uh, minute long videos, right? And so I think the, the positive thing about what you're doing right now is that every single day or every other day or how frequent you're creating that content, you're capturing people's attention just short enough to hook them with something that is of value to them is going to keep them coming back for more versus you giving so much up front at one time and then they have to wait like another month or wait like another two or three weeks for you to give them that same thing again. So you're instantly giving them that fix versus like, hey, oh man, this feels amazing at one time and then waiting like, you know, X amount of time later to get it back again. So also, you know, you want to obviously be top of mind every single time. So if I'm obviously scrolling through my Facebook or social media or Instagram or whatever, and I'm like, oh, sweet, like Andy has something good to say. And if I really love your message, if I really got a vibe for your voice and what it is that you're, you're talking about, the impact that you want to make, best believe I'm tuning in. And maybe, um, I believe it's like seven to 10 touch points mm-hmm. before someone even makes a, like, inquire to even have a conversation. Right. With you, right and so that is even more increasing your odds and your opportunities to get more people through your pipeline right and i think ultimately too the more frequent you are in putting out short videos you know quick little mimes you're um allowing the audience to get to know you which they have to get to know you first before they're going to want even decided whether or not they like you and then from like you they're going to go to trust you which is going to them, them giving you their dollars 100 percent. now um I know for myself, like, what are some of the ways sometimes, you know, as we start branding ourselves, getting our message out there, start trying to increase the revenue that we're producing, we get hung up on maybe um, increasing rates. Once we've done the work, what recommendations do you have as far as from a mindset perspective on charging, you know, what you're worth? Yeah, so... I always look at it from a value standpoint, right? So I'll look at anybody. Some people are like, hey, I charge $100 an hour for what I do, right? So let's say there's someone who does branding just like me, right? Mm-hmm. So just like a, a clear example, someone who does branding just like me, hey, I charge $100 an hour. And so come in for a full day, we're going to spend um, eight hours together. So let's call it a VIP day. So eight hours, $100 an hour, that's $800, so that's the amateur way of doing it. Right. Because you're just charging based on your hours that you're actually working. But if you genuinely believe in the result that you're getting somebody 
And how much would it be worth to them from a value standpoint, if they were to go through your experience, learn from you or whatever that transition or transformation was going to be like, somebody would be like me would be like, Hey, um, I don't charge on an hourly basis or whatever, but, um, just know if you want to spend a day with me, it's going to be between five and $10,000 investment. And here's what you're going to get. And so we are doing the same exact thing, but I just five to 10 X how much you made for your day. Right. But it's because I value what I'm actually putting out there in the world, but I also can articulate what it's going to feel like and what it's going to be like. And also obviously having those, being able to have that, that sales conversation too. So obviously these people must know how to communicate the value of what it is that they're doing and put like a monetary value to it, but also being able to know how to navigate those sales objections too at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so from a mindset standpoint, I think that's really what it comes down to. Right. And I think too, a lot of trainers and business owners are charging, um, they're paying, they're, someone's paying for their time when really they should be selling to what the end result is that that person wants and knowing that they can deliver that result. So um, not charging, not thinking of it on, a, on an hour basis, but ch- you know what the end result is that you're going to provide for that um, potential client. Absolutely. Like if, for instance, I said I wanted to come to your gym because I wanted to lose 50 pounds. To me, I'm like, sweet. Would it be worth $5,000 right now? If I, if I have $5,000, I'd give you $5,000 to lose 50 pounds. And I obviously don't because I feel good where I'm at, right? <laughs> but if I were that person who went to lose 50 pounds, hey, man, here's $5,000. Sweet. Well, guess what? You don't have to pay $5,000 right now. Let's make it more affordable for you. Let's break that $5,000 over a 12-month uh, period. Right. Now, that $5,000 divided by 12 is a lot of money, right? And so that justifies it to them. So you can either be like, hey, it's X amount of dollars an hour, or you go, hey, this is the set value, but hey, if we want to make it more affordable, that's the only reason why we're breaking it down into monthly payments. If we weren't breaking down into monthly payments, it'd just be this. But because we care about you and you know we want you to be able to afford it, we just want to do you the honor of breaking down the monthly payments and it's still like 300 bucks. You in? Sweet. Where do we sign up? You know? Yeah. Now, also from, uh, this is just a quick question on image, you know, I know image and pictures are very important on displaying what you stand for, your brand. Do you have any trip like tips or tricks on how to, you know, get the right type of image that's going to, you know, attract your, to be attracted to your market or any, you know, any, any sort of tricks you can give us? Cool. So the first thing is just like, you are going to want the person who's looking at that image to see themselves. Mm. They're going to want that. They're going to want to aspire that. They desire to look that way that they're looking at in that image, okay? So if you're targeting 50-year-old women, don't have a 20-year-old, like, jack girl that's yoked up, like, Instagram influencer, right? So that's just not going to make sense. So that's the first thing. Um, The second thing, too, is there's two ways to go about it. I would actually say that for most of you who have your own gems, you're actually in luck. Because all you need to do is hire a really, really great photographer to capture the experience, the lifestyle, and the ambiance of your gym so that other people are going to be able to look at that and say, you know what, I like that style and I like that vibe. So that's the first one. But if you do choose to go the route of saying, hey, for some of my marketing materials for like my website or for social media or for like flyers or things like that, I want to go the stock photo route. There are cheesy stock photos and there's emotion evoking stock photos. 
And so the cheesy stock photos are photos that you see and think of, like when you think of a corporate 500 company who has a PowerPoint presentation, you have the white backgrounds and everything's just super cheesy and just like staged. That's a cheesy stock photo. But then you have the emotion evoking stock photos where photographers, like really good photographers, are taking these pictures and they're uploading it to the stock photo accounts. And so those are going to be the photos that you're going to want to use mm-hmm. uh, for your image and for your branding. All right. All right. Um, now, you've dropped so much good information on the audience. I know that they're getting a ton of value out of this and learning how to brand themselves and you know, be able to charge, charge top dollar. So how can the audience connect with you, learn more about what you have to offer? Yeah, absolutely. So my company is Strive and Grind, uh, striveandgrind.com. I'm sure you're going to be able to see that in the show notes. Yes. And then also, if you want to connect with me on social media, uh, go to Kevin Stimson. Um, I'm like the only one. And I think I'm the only black guy too named Kevin Stimson. I don't know, <laughs> but every time I look myself up, I am the only one. So uh, that should give it away there. So Kevin Stimson on Facebook and then Kevin underscore Stimson uh, on Instagram. Yeah, and if you guys have an opportunity to watch this guy speak live, uh, I would highly recommend it. I don't know when his next event is, but I'm sure he'll be posting it on his social media account. And I would uh, highly, highly recommend getting in and seeing this guy and connecting with him. Andy, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Hey, Kevin, I appreciate your time and all the value you dropped on the audience. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series.